Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, happy National No Housework Day, everybody. It is April 7th. I like that. And just because it's No Housework Day, I think we should all celebrate. So welcome to the next episode of the Big Daily Blend podcast with Nancy and Lisa. We are the crazy mother-daughter travel team documenting parks and public lands across the country while we publish magazines. Nancy, you've been feverishly, feverishly, I say, working (laughs) On uh, Vacation Station magazine. It's That's the next about, one coming out next it's, week. It's coming out. It's, it's looking good. Done. Europe is in there. Yeah. Big bunch of Europe mm. um, from Scandinavia, all over the place, man. Ireland, Scotland, yeah. England. Um, we've got Cape Town, Jordan. Yeah, uh, all kinds of places across it's the country. A, it's around the world. It's a bumper issue. Yep. That's coming out out. next week. So everyone, uh, if you go to blendradioandtv.com, sign up for our newsletter. You'll get it in your email box. And that's very cool. And and while you're there, just have a look at the websites, listen to podcasts, and don't do any home housework. Yeah, don't do housework. Oh, yeah, play a podcast. That's how you do it, man. You got it. You got it. Um, You know, we love doing this show because it looks back at what has happened in history, what can we celebrate today, and um, it and just brings back memories of things we may have forgotten, and also mm-hmm. that we may um, take for granted. Right. Ah, uh, today we don't take housework for granted, but we just don't want to do <laughs> we it. We don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. So Not I like today. that holiday. Today is also Good Friday, the Friday before Easter that comm- commemorates the crucifixion of Jesus Christ in the Christian faith. It's also so that's what it is mm-hmm. for all those celebrating Easter this weekend. We How wish did you that evolve Easter. into Easter eggs? I don't know. I don't want to get into it because someone will send us some kind of email <laughs> saying something. Um, but we do like our chocolate Easter eggs. Yes, we do. We do. We do like the jelly beans. <gasps> we need jelly beans. Remember Cad- oh. Cadbury's? Yes. Real- oh, no, Cadbury's eggs. Like, mm-hmm. Listen, the ones mm-hmm. in England were really good, though. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's what I'm talking about. Today is International Beaver Day. We're very excited about this because <laughs> Nancy and I love beavers. Um, they are keystone species in our ecosystem. They're and, so cute. Um, really, this this day became, uh, a, and it was a nonprofit organization uh, called Beavers, Wetlands, and Wildlife that started this holiday back in 2009. Uh, these are members between the U.S. and Canada and some other countries trying to bring them back mm-hmm. because of their positive impact on the ecosystem. Where were we? We just drove through a place where we saw the beaver homes on the ice. That where was, was that? that was in Minnesota. Yeah, on our way from Wisconsin to Texas, where I've we never are. Never seen that we're before. In Lubbock, Texas. I haven't seen any beavers in Lubbock, but we did go through the town Beaver, Oklahoma, and they have sand dunes, and they had all these pond areas where we thought we also saw beaver dams. We're not sure, mm. but um, we did see the comeback of the beaver in Yuma, Arizona. Um, when they restored the color, the lower Colorado yes. River, the beavers mm-hmm. came back and we've filmed the beavers and they're so cute. Um, beavers are incredible. We've done interviews. In fact, I will put that they're in the amazing. show notes. We did an interview about beavers and with these famous uh, film, uh, like National Geographic uh, videographers, and we will put that up in the show notes. So check out the show notes. That's always important on this show because we play music according to what's happened in history. And um, so the way to play the music 
is to go to the playlist. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, they're always eclectic. We let history and today's celebrations dictate the, the list, really. Yeah, no, it's cool. So it's fun. So check that out. We do the playlist on Spotify and YouTube. Um, but I don't have a song for the beaver, but maybe next year we will. Uh, we, I, but I want to say that today is also it's National Girl Me Too Day. How many of us as women, like, <laughs> dude, this, this happened? And they're like, girl, me, me too. too. This happened to me, whether it's a bad hair day, a breakup, um, a boss being annoying, whatever oh, really? it is. Or someone, you know, <laughs> but this is really about women coming together to build on strength, right? And to mm-hmm. be stronger. And also the endurance of women. So, first song of the day is Girl on Fire. Girl mm-hmm. on Fire by Alicia Keys. Cool. This girl is on fire. Yeah. Right? Alicia Keys is amazing. She really is. Mm-hmm. And she does a lot for women and for girls. Yeah. And I think She's that amazing. is... That's the thing is if we can foster that unity between young girls, mm-hmm. uh, that really helps. So from younger ages all the way. Because women are really powerful and strong, but man, can we be catty sometimes? Oh, yeah, you we can don't go the, the other way. You don't do go, that. Don't do that. No, no, no. we don't want to. No. Kittens are nice. Cats are not that nice. But today is also <laughs> National Coffee Cake Day. And as Nancy and I are sitting here with our coffee, we're going, we want some, some coffee, coffee cake. cake. Where, where? I'm going to make some. <clears throat> yeah, it's, you know what? It's really a coffee cake. It's kind of like tea and scones. It's about don't just, you know, swallow your tea and coffee. I mean, that could be hard when it's hot. But it's about sitting together with friends and enjoying the libation and coffee cake slows you down. Sometimes you can make coffee cake with chocolate chips in it. It's good. I used to make coffee cake all the time. Mm-hmm. But I've, And today's recipe of the day, and it's in the show notes, is a fluffy blueberry cake. And this is uh, oh. from best-selling Bel- Belgian culinary author Pascal Nossens. It's in her book, Pure and Simple, A Natural Food Way of Life. Mm. And we've got her interview there, too, so you can listen to our interview with her. This is a recipe we've kept on our site for quite Mm -hmm. a few years. I mean, she shows that you can enjoy the goodness of life and still be healthy. Right. And And Europeans know about lingering and conversation at the table. Um, They're chilled out and they're they're healthier. They're not in a rush like this country where everybody's in a rush all the time. I think blueberries are a good idea. They're Mm. very good for you. And depending on where you are in the country, you know, they're coming back to... Yes, 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 yes. Get some fresh mm-hmm. ones. Oh, wow. so excited to pick. pick some blueberries. Make sure they're really blueberries. Remember, we did the hike with Steve and Karen, our friends from yes. the Lion and the Rose Bed and mm-hmm. Breakfast in Asheville. We went on a hike in Pisco National Forest. Was mm-hmm. it on Stewart's Knob? And there was meadows that of, of wildflowers and butterflies. And I can't even tell you how magical it was. But as we're hiking, there's just blueberries, wild blueberries, and you can mm-hmm. eat them. And I'm like, just like take a few steps, eat a few berries, and mm-hmm. like you know they say, watch out for the purple berries. You know, we didn't, we enjoyed the purple yeah. berries, and we're still here. All right, it's also National Beer Day. Oh well, now people are going to partake in that. Well, for I mentioned sure. this on yesterday's podcast that you know it was uh, beer. National Beer Day's Eve, because apparently the beer makers couldn't wait for National Beer Day. Well, you have to ferment. Well, this is why, because National Beer Day signifies something very important. Oh. Um, Not only are we thinking about, hey, celebrating beer, which is the world's most widely consumed alcoholic beverage, 
following water and beer, it's the third most popular drink overall. Wow. They're saying the world's oldest, out of the world's oldest prepared beverages, beer possibly dates back to 9,500 BC. So how'd they make it back then? That's when cereal was first farmed. So were we putting beer in our cereal? <laughs> but anyway, um, they're beer thinking, it comes, uh, yeah, it's recorded, it's recorded in written history uh, way back in ancient Iraq and ancient Egypt. But this, you know, this National Beer Day starts back in 1933 when President Franklin Roosevelt took the step towards saying, this is enough of prohibition. Good he signed him. a law that allowed people to brew and sell beer in the Yay. U.S., but so long as it remained uh, below 4%. I know. Um, anybody knows about craft brewers? They're not playing with the four percent. No, the, there's um, not a four percent. But there is a big movement to have lower uh, alcohol percentage. Um, well, you can get near on beer. everything. A lot of people are doing low percent, um, just because they don't want the alcohol intake. Which and but wine, they want you know, the taste. Yeah, the taste. But um, so our article <laughs> of the day is really a podcast. It is with the film director of Brewmance. It's a documentary showing how uh, home craft home brewers mm-hmm. go professional and how this love of um, beer brews bonds and friendship and family. Well, it's nice. Yeah. It's a great podcast uh, documentary, by the way. You should watch it. Brewmance. If you love beer, you must watch Brewmance. And that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is the friendship and people going through things together as there's ups and downs when you're crafting something then you're still working with nature and science and then of course there's legalities and all that stuff red tape and anytime you do anything with the alcohol they might as well just hand you a big vat of red tape okay. quite frankly <laughs> here and then you're gonna go i want a beer but i really want to make beer and it's really so for have your own good yeah right yeah right all right so nancy you you picked the song one Bourbon, One Scotch, One Beer by George mm-hmm. Thurgood. You love George Thurgood. I do. I absolutely do. So this is about a guy uh, drinking away his sorrows. Well, and that happens a lot, doesn't it? Well, you didn't listen to This Girl's on Fire, <laughs> did you, by Alicia Keys? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so anyway, no, I'm just saying. So, it, yeah, the guy drinks his sorrows away, but he starts with one bourbon, one scotch, and then ends with a beer going, dude, it's all good. Yeah. you got to chill out. All right, some historic happenings today. The metric system was invented. No, whoopee. Uh, 1795. <laughs> whoopee. Get your yardstick out. Oops, no, not a that, yardstick. No. Um, um, any, I don't see. I don't know. Um, 1827, this is cool. The English chemist John Walker invented wooden matches. Listen, how okay. many of us are barbecuing? Come on. And when that stuff goes down, it is smart. I mean, that we can have smart. lighters, you can have all those little flickety flick things, but, but eventually the battery can go out, and, and it wouldn't need match. A match. Honest to gosh, when back in the mm-hmm. day, there's nothing like just striking a match and lighting a fire. There's yep. a sound. There's a no, connectivity he was, he was to smart. it. Yeah, because you can burn your fingers on the match. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, his name is John Walker. He's a chemist. And he sold his first friction match, is what they called them, friction. Um, that he invented the previous year. So this was back in 1827, but he made his first sale on this date, April 7th, 1827. Good so we want to play the song from our friend Shelly King. Uh, she's an awesome musician based out of Austin, Texas. So check her out at ShellyKing.com. First lady of music of the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. 
uh, she was the first woman to be put as a state musician. That's awesome. For Texas. Good for her. And she's good. And so we first met her with her album, Building she a Fire. She the fire. I wouldn't mess with Shelly. Uh-uh. Oh, because she's fun. She, she every time she comes on the show, we talk about cooking. I don't know what happens. Goes from music and Lee Von Helm to cooking. Yeah. Uh, but she does. She recorded in Lee Von Helm's barn. Mm-hmm. Um, she records with Amy Helm, too. But um, Building a Fire is where we first met her on her album. And uh, so, of course, the the title track is on, on the playlist. I hope you enjoy it because she's building a fire. She is. Um, 1940 saw the United Nations establishing the World Health Organization. Oh, wow. And then also on the same day, Booker T. Washington, who we were talking about yesterday, it was his birthday yesterday, the educator, became the very first African-American to be put on a United States postal stamp. How about that? I didn't know he was the first one. I thought it was Harriet Tubman, but apparently, no. It was him. Huh. He did a lot regarding schools, Tuskegee, um, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. He did a lot. And crossing over uh, the lines, you know. I think that's important. So America, we did a lot back on this day in history uh, in regards to our westward expansion, which some people say is really bad because we did do nasty things to the indigenous people. So... There, yeah. There's that. There's it, look. History is always controversial. Don't blame us for the don't don't kick the messengers. We didn't do it, but um, I always think that you know as we travel, as you know, we travel on road trip across the country, right? We travel full time, and and people road trip, and a lot of people travel full time. But that's not the point. The point is when you can um, pay respect to the indigenous people, do absolutely um, at least try to learn the history, have some respect. And um, really get to understand what happened in history. And it, it is, it's sad. At the mm. same time, we can do things better. You know, we can learn from history, right? You always say that, Nancy. Yeah, you learn from history and the idea is to make space for all people oh. and not have one or two or six or a, a tiny percentage hoard everything for themselves. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's oh, make space I, I, for everybody. It's Good Friday. I'm going to go on a rant if you start talking like that. Well, no, because in like and that I, always, for big corporations I always think too. that mm-hmm. the ones who hoard are full of fear and they're insecure, so they hoard stuff. Okay, well, that's okay. So when when you look at Native American people here, they were peaceful. They helped the pilgrims with food, and here we come. Absolutely. And, and they were like, okay, now we're going to hoard, round you up, cut your yeah. hair off, put you in schools, kill, kill you. I know. that? It was fear because the Indians were, to them, savages. And like, oh, we've never seen anything like this. We must kill you. Um, That was, yeah. Anyway, life is like that around the world. This history has been, and then obviously there's slavery. Um, Oh, don't. I mean, we owe, as, as as humans, we owe apologies for those who went before us. And hopefully... Out of history, you learn not to repeat Yes, the bad stuff. And we still have slavery today. All right, mm. so that's enough of the bad news on a Friday. Mm. Um, American pioneers to the Northwest ter- Territory arrived at the confluence of the Ohio and Muskingum Rivers, establishing Marietta, Ohio. You and I have actually been out there. Yeah. This becomes awesome. the very first permanent American settlement of the new United States and the Northwest Territory, opening the westward expansion of the new country. This happened in 1788. Wow. Mm -hmm. Ten years later, 
The Mississippi Territory was organized from disputed territory, hello, yeah. uh, claimed by both United States and Spain. Now, let's just remind everybody, Spain, well, they were pretty hardcore, too, in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and then England and Spain were having wars. Sir Francis Drake mm-hmm. and his royal hind. Sorry. Everybody was going for new territory. It, it, that's exactly, their, yes, yeah. it's like, we're going to claim it. We've got uh-huh. this, you know. Um, anyway, uh, that's what happened. So the Mississippi Territory was formed, 1798. It expanded in 1804 and then again in 1812, which, of course, then the War of 1812 was going on. We're not historians. We're just reading this stuff. But we do remember from all of our guests on our Big Blend radio shows, Mm -hmm. speaking of history today and and that kind of thing, today's uh, Big Blend radio show, we have shows, uh, main interviews and panel discussions that air every day at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can catch it at BigBlendRadio.com as well as this podcast. And um, today is photographer Jim Schlett, who was the National Parks Arts Foundation artist in residence. Cool. He was in Gettysburg. We've had him mm-hmm. on the show uh, numerous times. He's kind of like a veteran, uh, veteran in uh, being an artist in residence in national parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but the National Parks Arts Foundation is so cool that any you know you could be in any genre, whether you're a songwriter, a poet, a dancer, filmmaker, painter. photographer, painter. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I, you'd be crocheting, right? Um, and you can apply to be an artist in residence through them. They have Fort Union up in uh, northern New Mexico, uh, Chaco Canyon also in northern New Mexico, Dry Tortugas National Park, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. These awesome parks. You can apply to be a resident for a full month. It's That's amazing. So cool. Think about and it. And so Jim did Gettysburg with them, and mm-hmm. now he just did Fort Union, which is known as Fort Windy. So that's the interview of today, and that's our park of the day. We always like to do our park of the day because, uh, hey, it, we went there finally. We've had Lorenzo, the superintendent, on our shows over mm-hmm. the years. We finally got to meet him. It was kind of at the towards the end of the pandemic. It was still the visitor center was closed and everything because of the pandemic. But it is windy, but yeah, it was it such is. the history. Of, but it's so, it's so Old West landscapey. I mean, if you want the real feeling of the West... Yeah. It's a cool place but, to go. Well, no, and it, it's huge in regards. It's like it is the crossroads of history in the mm. Southwest. It is part of, um, well, it, Fort, Fort Windy is part of, well, I call it Fort Windy. Um, it's the large, it was the largest frontier military post and supply center mm. of the Southwest. It was a hub of commerce. So, like, these forts are like cities, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it was also part of the final stretch of the Santa Fe Trail. Yeah. So, it's it's really, it, it, it's a huge Iconic. monument. So, that's our park of the day because we want to honor Fort Windy. Do you know um, how many people passed through there? Wow. And you didn't even get to meet them? No. <laughs> anyway, so our song of the day for that is uh, Against the Wind. By Bob mm. Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Oh, okay. makes sense. Awesome, makes sense. Good choice. Um, but let's let's go back again. We're we'll go back to the West, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I want to bring up. Uh, you, you brought it to my attention, Nancy. Um, that today is uh, Lewis and Clark mm-hmm. uh, on 18, in 1805 left Fort Mandan on the Missouri River, which is now where uh, Washburn, North Dakota, is, and began their journey to. Well, went to to the northwest, to the Pacific Ocean, Mm -hmm. is where they were going. And um, we went all through the northwest where they Mm -hmm. were. And I would like to... We have to do a trail map 
We have to on do them, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's really... They went hit- everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the whole the history of the Lewis and Clark... I don't know if you've watched the Ken Burns film, a documentary on them. I think he did a good job on that. Um, but anyway, I found the song Lewis and Clark by to- to- Tommy Emmanuel. Hmm. Uh, William Thomas Emmanuel... Is an, he's an Australian guitarist and regarded as one of the greatest acoustic guitarists of all time. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and he's very percussive and, you know, he's doing percussion with his hands at the same time as, you know, here, here's my finger picking. But it's such a beautiful song, mm. don't you think? Mm-hmm. So that is added to the playlist. Again, show notes, link to the park, the interviews we're talking about for Fort Windy. That's, again, in the show notes, where whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Podbean, Acast, you name it. Um, it's, yeah, it's all there in the show notes. Sports and games, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. It's World Marbles Day. Come on, as kids, did you play marbles, Nancy? Yeah. Oh, my, my brother, I, Rick and I used to play marbles all the time. And he cheated. Okay, and you'd <laughs> knock the marbles, right? Yeah, and you'd flick them with, well, this is how we played. He would, would make a circle in the dirt, put the marbles on the ground, and then uh, you had one colors of marbles, and he had the other side. And then you'd put them out in the center and flick them at each other with your forefinger and your thumb like that. Oh. And then, yeah, I know. It, it did used to hurt. And then see if you could hit... Let me see. If I remember correctly, you had to hit one of your own marbles to hit one of the other person's marbles to get it on the other side. That's the game we played. Well, that's what I, I... I don't know if that's how you really play marbles. I don't know, but it apparently... Well, I like the actual marbles, because to me it's like blown glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like we they're have friends pretty. like Gemma they're who pretty. makes yeah. glass beads and stuff. So yeah. to me, marbles are they like... They are. They're pretty. They're, I just go, man, these are mm. psychedelic. Yeah. Dude. They're cool. Um, they are. They're psychedelic. Kids, which is like you train mm-hmm. marbles for ones that you thought were the coolest design. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a girly thing. I don't know. But today mm-hmm. is World Marbles Day. It's observed every year on Good Friday. And uh, it commemorates the first British Marbles Championship that took place in England in 1588. Wow. See, I always think of marbles being a forerunner to like a pool table. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, they were competing for the hand of a milkmaid in, in Tinsley Green. So they got down in the dirt and flicked marbles? <laughs> Two young guys that wanted to date her did did a marble off for the girl. Wow. And um, whoever won would win her fair hand. Does she get a say in this? Anyway. Um, I don't know. And, and then they came now, out with marble. Now cake. it has become an annual championship, and it still takes place on this day in Tinsley Green, England. And oh. teams from other parts of the world travel to England to participate in the game. I want to watch it again. Dude, it's cool. So, all right. I want to so see it. I want to see it, too. Um, we have to ask Glenn about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, marbles, I always thought it was a kid thing, but I did not know this huh. th- this tradition was going on for so long. Um, all right. So then, you know, I'm going, what are we going to play for music for marbles, right? Mm. Like, you know, you lost your marbles. You know what I mean? How no, they always well, say that. Yeah. Um, well, I found Carla Santana and Buddy Miles live. Wow. The, I mean, what it, a duo. it is insanely cool. Um, it's live. It's called Marbles. It's in the playlist, and you must, must, must check it out. You have to check it, it is. out. It is. I mean, I told you they're psychedelic, right, Marbles? Mm-hmm. And this has got that psychedelic blues that just well, keeps yeah. amping up and amping up and amping up. Yeah, it's good. 
more uh, sports and games history today um, is the birth anniversary of Walter Camp. He was born in 1859, known as the father of American football. Oh, wow. He played an integral role in molding the sport into the game athletes play today. Hmm. They say from the line of scrimmage. To the creation of the quarterback, he played, coached, and developed rules valuable to establishing a lasting competitive sport. Wow. Also in sports history, uh, we've got to give a shout-out to John McGraw, the Hall of Fame baseball player. He was born on this day in mm-hmm. 1873. And Anthony, Anthony Drew Dorsett, Hall of Fame football player, born on this day in 1954. So, of course, we got to go to Queen. Yeah. We will rock you. I think that's a song that should play even for Marble Day, man. We should play We Will Rock. Now, see, I want to see if they'd play Carlos Santana, Buddy Miles at Marble Day with marbles. Yeah. And if they would play, or do they have to have perfect silence like in chess? I don't know. You know, lawn sports were big in England and South I've Africa. I've seen a professional bowling. marble like, game. If you, in the States, if you say you want to go bowling, you go inside and play the bowling, knock down the pins. Yeah. If you say bowling in South Africa, most of the time it's a lawn bowling. Lawn bowling. Yeah, and it's like a big form. That's a big Big, big balls compared to little balls for Hello. bocce ball. Bocce Hello. is like, here's my little balls. Anyway, moving okay. on. Moving on to TV news and communication. I know. Sorry, I had to. Today is known as International Snail Papers Day. Um, Snail paper? Newspapers. I'm sorry, we come from print magazine backgrounds. I mean, that's how we started our magazine. Now we're digital. And newspapers, to this day, there are still newspapers printed. And, you know, we pet sit as we travel the country, and sometimes people still have newspapers delivered. And, by the way, people, if you go away, do not have your newspapers delivered and pile up. People will know your house is empty. It's not good. But um, to get the feel of the newspaper, smell the ink, I don't know where the newspaper's been. I know it's kind of stinky, but there's something cool but about it. But you know it. what's cool about it? Sitting around, having coffee, and reading a newspaper. With coffee cake? Yeah, with coffee cake and coffee. And you've got the paper, and you're kind of blocked off because it's big and wide. You're blocked off from the rest of the world. Mm. You've got this paper shield around you mm. that says, leave me alone. I'm reading the paper. <laughs> You know, uh, as opposed to a computer screen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, and they and they had nice photos in there. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm into the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I think things are coming back in print. I'm seeing more magazines come out, very subscription based, quality based. Um, like Cooks Illustrated is such a good magazine. Because it's so much easier to read than a computer yeah. screen. Sorry, I mean, we do digital magazines. Um, but the way we we have such an international readership, it would be impossible for us as a small well, yeah, magazine now to do what we do now. And but, we, we reach literally millions with, mm-hmm. with what we're doing. Thank you, audience, for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just have this... Like, I think there's a place for both. Yes, I agree. Um, in 1600, the very first real newspaper in the world was created. Oh. It followed the creation of the printing press. The very first uh, real newspaper in the world was published in Germany. Oh. So it's 1600s. I mean, come yeah. on. Gutenberg. Yeah. Uh, 1913 is the date the first crossword puzzle, or year the first cross was, uh, crossword puzzle happened. It was actually came out on Sunday, December 21st in the New York World newspaper. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. 
Um, public TV day happens today. Ooh. And this is because it was the very first public television broadcast happened in 1927. From Washington, wow. D.C. to New York City, displaying the image of Commerce Secretary Herbert Hoover. So they did some kind of transmission. Here's okay. his photos like, hey. Hi. Hi. I'm the Hoover I'm dude. I'm Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he the FBI dude too, or is that Eisenhower? I get him twirled around. Uh oh. I don't know. Don't just dismiss that. Delete. No. <laughs> Delete. No. Who was he? Was he was the FBI guy? I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to look it up. Um, but anyway, I think that is. Um, I mean, when you think 1927, TVs were still just, just at the beginning, right? Yeah. I don't think they were out yet. Yeah, he also served as the first director of the Federal Bureau mm-hmm. of Investigation. I wasn't nuts. Okay, I know my history. Mm-hmm. Yep, I just doubt myself. See, you shouldn't do it. It's, girl, I do that too. <laughs> I do that too. All right, so uh, it is also the birth of the Internet, the symbolic birth date for the Internet. How about this that? Is, you remember, the military had the Internet right mm-hmm. um the it was known as the publication of rfc1 what date do you think this happened nancy oh, no idea come on give a wild guess 1969 1969 hmm. we knew about the internet amazing okay i'm trying to think back because yeah i mean you're in your you're hot to trot at that time I was in high school. She's still hot to trot. Yeah. But I don't remember the internet when I was in high school. You weren't in high school. I'm just saying. (laughs) You were just a little bit older than that, just a few years. But anyway, anyway, yeah, they knew about the internet. And they were starting then with big computers and things like that. So remember those big machine computers like would take up. The entire room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway. So, no, Nancy was hot to trot. You were leaving high school. She still is. She's Mm -hmm. still hot to trot. Walter Winchell was born on this day, the broadcaster Mm -hmm. and journalist, in 1897. Yep. He was a broadcaster, so thinking about, like, Mm -hmm. all of that. Sir David Frost, the broadcaster and TV host, was born on this day in 1939. Mm Mm-hmm. So the music we, we put today is a song that we didn't really know. Well, there's two. One is The Sun Always Shines on TV by AHA. Come on. Oh, okay. Talk about when I was in high school. Um, do we say that now when we turn the TV on? The news is so bad that I go, The Sun Always Shines on TV. I would like to have that again. Um, but I think it goes also to our addiction of TV. When TV first came out and things were changing, I mean... There's always more good news than bad. We just and have to. Fortunately, the bad news always comes first. And we also have more options now. So we mm-hmm. have more options of we can go delete. I mm. want to watch this, you know. But anyway, I I have to give a shout out to Aha because they made it as a mm-hmm. band. They really put themselves on the line to become a band. So we've got the sun always shines on TV for Aha to signify a public broadcasting uh, on TV. And from when we think about the news, uh, there's a song, Newspaper Wife, by Vonda Shepard. She she is an American singer, songwriter, music director, actor. You may have seen her 
as a cast member of Ellie McBeal. Uh, oh. She received a Screen Actors Guild Award for that um, in 1999, uh, plus two additional nominations. Also, a Billboard Award for the selling the most television soundtrack albums in history. Wow. At that time. That's for Ellie McBeal. Ellie McBeal rocked, man. Yeah, that was... I haven't seen anything with Calista Flockhart in years, and she was amazing. I I loved Ellie McBeal. So anyway, um, we got to play Newspaper Wife, and that's uh, by Vonda Shepard, again, in the playlist in the show notes, so check those links out. Quote of the day. We love this. We put this up on our Facebook group, our Big Blend community, and on Twitter at Big Blend Mag every day. Uh, Williams words William Wordsmith. I can't say it. Words I want to say Wordsmith. Wordsmith. Words. Words. <laughs> you can't say it. William Wordsworth was born on this day, the poet, in 1770. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was known for being an English romantic poet mm-hmm. and with Samuel Taylor Coleridge helped to launch the Romantic Age in English literature with their joint publication, Lyrical Ballads. Mm. He was born April 7, 1770, in Cockermouth, England. He died in Rydal Mount and Gardens, Rydal, United Kingdom, uh, mm. April 23, 1850. It's wow. always interesting to me about some people are, they, bore, they were born like Merle Haggard yesterday was his birthday. He was born, he was born and died on his birthday. That's weird. I mean, obviously you're born on your birthday, but that's to die on your like birthday, maybe it's that's, weird. Maybe it's a plan. No, not with him. Not with Merle. It, mm-hmm. well, unless it was like a, you know, woo-woo plan. Mm-hmm. From the, well, you know. I mean that. Um, but yeah, I mean, to even be in the same vicinity of your birth date, it's like a, it's like the full it's cycle. Called, I'm done now. Yeah, Wordsworth uh, was Poet Laureate from 1843 until his death. when He died from pleurisy. Um, pleurisy, that's like pneumonia. Yeah. Yeah. They all had these fancy words back then. Yeah, consumption. Now we just call it COVID. Like, here, you well, got COVID. I yeah, I don't know. Wait, what, what you got? You got COVID. Yeah. I've had a cough for 10 months. You got COVID. You got the COVID. You got the, the, the COVID. COVID. The COVID. All right, so the quote of the day is from Williams Wordsworth. And that's a good name for him. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's weird. Like, you're talking about predestiny, right? Yeah. Wisdom is oftentimes nearer when we stoop than when we soar. And I couldn't agree more. Wow. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, in so many levels, when you just keep... You would think it'd be the opposite. No, because when you're you're up, you, you think you know everything. But when you're struggling, that's when your lessons come. And when you think yeah. about stooping versus soaring, it's like, are you helping people up? Are you helping... Or are you, you know, up in you your soaring, mighty aren't castle? you looking down and going, dude, I know, that. but... But if you're on the ground, right? So this goes bef- between oh, TV and reality. So, yeah, it's one of those good quotes that you can chew on for a while. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, we're going to music, stage, and screen. Cool. Uh, 1949, uh, on this day, April 7th, we see the musical South Pacific opening on Broadway. Mm. Its critical success leads to 10 Tony Awards. Bally Yesterday, we talked about the birth of the Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here it is. So, Bally High. Yeah, of course, a big song. Peggy Lee is added into the playlist with mm-hmm. her uh, singing Bally High. Oh, man, Lady Day. It's her birthday today. Billie Holiday was born in 1915. Uh, she's an Amer- American jazz singer, uh, mm-hmm. rose to stardom in the 1930s, singing with Duke Ellington and saxophonist 
Lester Young. Awesome. It was Lester who gave her the nickname Lady Day. Mm. Um, and, of course, there's also her autobiography, Everyone Knows, Lady Sings the Blues. She had a really rough childhood and started singing in Harlem and nightclubs. She got hurt by the producer, John Hammond, who liked her voice. They signed a record contract in, with Brunswick in 1935. And then it just started snowballing. She had so much success, but then she also had legal troubles, some drug abuse, she had a little hmm. uh, prison sentence that happened. Ooh, whoopsie. She came back, though, and performed hmm. after prison. Wow. Performed a sold-out concert at Carnegie Hall. Wow. Very hmm. co- successful in the 50s. More, uh, she did two more shows at Carnegie Hall. and um, But then her voice changed. And so her hmm. final recordings, people are like, I don't know, I don't know. But hmm. she has won four Grammy Awards obviously past her, her passing, um, for Best Historical Album. She was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame and National Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though not really in that genre. Um, they say that she changed jazz forever. She was a change maker. Mm-hmm. Um, she did it her way. So many movies have been made about her, and um, we've since it's April, and she was born in April, we're playing the song in, in the playlist, the music playlist, uh, April in Paris. I hope you oh, enjoy that. Oh, that's cool. Another birthday. Francis Ford Coppola the, was born on 19, in 1939 on this date. He's award-winning director, writer, and producer. Uh, you know, come on, through the 60s and 70s, you know the Godfather series. Mm-hmm. Also, Apocalypse Now, Patton. He's done a, he, he done a ton. Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan was born on this day in 1954. He's and, done amazingly. Dude. Uh, He's been in over 150 films, dude. Come on. You know, he was a martial artist, right? He was Mm -hmm. born in Victoria Peak in Hong Kong as Chen Kong Sung. And um, he began his career as as a child actor in Bruce Lee films. Wow. And since then, he became a stuntman, a filmmaker. Um, You know, he's he's all done action movies. Rush Hour, The Karate Kid. Come on. Mm -hmm. So, of course... We yeah. thought we've got to add to the playlist The Moment of Truth by Survivor, which is from the soundtrack of Karate Kid. There you go. Come on. Who doesn't? I'm going to rewatch Karate Kid. That's I know they've got the second one out, but I want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I always get nervous about like when is that? We have to just do one and then two back to back and see how we feel about it. Okay. I think so. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Why not? I mean, all of... You remember I was in school when that came mm-hmm. out. Remember all of us running around trying to do the kicks? Oh, I know. It's so funny. The pose and the kick. The, yeah. The, the pose. Hand. In the hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wax on, wax off. Mm-hmm. Percy Faith, the composer and musician, was also born on this day in 1908. Awesome. 1920 sees the birth of Ravi Shankar. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. I mean, he, Dude. He, he almost lived to 100 years old. He was That's born 1920 some, and died in 2012, December 11th. Beautiful, beautiful music. Uh, Indian sitarist composer. Mm. You know, we all know about his work with George mm. Harrison and how he brought sitar to the mainstream America. And the West really started with his collaboration with George Harrison. Um, he, he was a nominated member of Rajya Shabha, the upper chamber of the Parliament of India. He continued to perform until the end of his life, and he's got so many accolades. Got the Polar Music Prize and five mm-hmm. Grammy Awards. Um, 
He toured the world. I mean, we could spend all day talking about what he has done. One of my favorite Amazing albums music, is Passages yeah. with him mm. and Philip Glass. Um, but we're going to play the song, Song from the Hills. Mm. Um, it just seems like, you know, when someone does Song from the Hills, it just, it's just it's about the spread of that music right. going out. Like you're mm-hmm. at the top, goes through the hills, the mm-hmm. valleys, and spreads out. So that's why I wanted to add that to the awesome. playlist. And it's a beautiful song. Um, also, James Garner, the actor, was born on this day in 1928. Mm-hmm. Wayne Rogers, the actor, 1933. John Oates, you know him, the rock guitarist mm-hmm. and lyricist from Holland Oates, was born on this day in 1949. And uh, come on, you know, he's done so much music. Um, he is a guitarist, but also has co-written many of their top 10 songs, including Sarah Smile, uh, which is about his, uh, John uh, Hall's, Daryl Hall's girlfriend, Sarah Allen. She's gone out of touch. You make my dreams. I can't go for that. No can do. Man eater. I'm sorry, but man eater is going on there. Listen, it's yeah. about girls today, so we're going to be man eaters. And that's in the playlist. Yeah, I love and it. adult education. He's done uh, lead vocals on so many more singles, um, including they actually did a remake, You've Lost That Love and Feeling, from the 1965 Ooh. song. By the Righteous Brothers. I love the Righteous mm-hmm. Brothers. Yep. Uh, Oates was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2004. Uh, 14, yeah, 2004 and 2014 was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Daryl Hall and Oates. Um, his memoir, Change of Seasons, was published in 2017. Mm. So happy birthday to John Oates and everyone celebrating their birthdays today. Uh, including Hugh O'Connor, the actor, who was born mm. in 1962, Russell Crowe, the actor, in 1964, and we want to celebrate everyone's birthdays. Every day is a celebration. That's Happy right. birthday to everyone celebrating their birthday. Thank you for joining us here on Big Blend Radio's Big Daily Blend podcast, and um, you can follow us, Acast, at, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, you name it. Um, just at YouTube, it's at Big Blend Radio. So thank you for joining us. But also just keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. And remember, no housework today. No. No. Don't do it. Say no to the broom. Say no to the dust cloth. Say no to the dishcloth. Just say no. It's Friday. And even if you have company for Easter, say no. Yeah, just, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying.